1: at it and welcome back Buffalo Bills fans it's Matt Warren editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A thanks for listening to today's episode as always you can call and leave your questions for next episode using our voicemail line 716-508-0405 that's open 24 hours a day just leave a message you can send us emails buffalo rumblings at spnation.com tweet us at rumlings q and a follow us on instagram and facebook at the buffalo rumlings accounts and send us direct messages over there As the Bills' offseason continues onward, we've got the NFL Combine coming up in a couple weeks, so we'll be talking about the draft. But really, most of the next two months is talking about NFL free agency and what the Bills should do with their current players and what the Bills should do uh, in the free agent market. So make sure you're calling in and leaving your questions. Where do you want to see the Bills go, and what do you want to see the Bills do this offseason? We've got some great questions this week, so stick around. I'm getting a lot this week is where should the Bills focus their attention this offseason and I'm pointing to a few places but Typically when somebody asks me this question They focus in on a, what they think is the specific need of the team like uh, Matt What do you think the Bills should focus on this offseason? I really think they need to improve on the offensive line or Matt where do you think the Bills need to focus this offseason? I really think they need to add a dynamic pass catcher or, or you know, fill in the blank with what position or position group um, the person has an opinion about. I'm not narrowing it down that specifically right now. I think they need to get their offensive line settled, uh, but they can I'm sure they have an idea of what they want to do there with Cody Ford and Ty Seki moving forward uh, with Quentin Spain on the uh, on his way out. They have an idea of what they want to do. They just need to, you know, let us know what that is. And I've been pretty clear about it. I want Deion Dawkins at left tackle, John Feliciano at left guard, Mitch Morris at center, Cody Ford at right guard, Ty Nsecki at right tackle, draft a new right tackle prospect uh, to sit and learn for a year behind Nsecki, keep Spencer long on his option year, even though it's a little bit expensive for what I think is a good salary for a backup offensive lineman, especially interior offensive lineman, and just go go with that. Um, that's what I want them to do on the offensive line. I'm sure the Bills have a plan for what they're going to do on the offensive line, but they just haven't told us yet. It, it really boils down to where they see Cody Ford going long term, so we can all speculate until we're blue in the face, but we don't really know where Brandon Bean And uh, the Bills coaching staff sees Cody Ford going long-term. After that, it's about solidifying everything around Josh Allen to prove whether he's the guy or not. It's year three of his NFL uh, career. He needs to uh, have all those question marks taken away. If the Bills get him... You know, a great wide receiver, a complimentary running back for Devin Singletary, and solidify his offensive line, and he's still super inconsistent, then he's probably not the guy, and I'd rather know that sooner rather than later. So after figuring out what you want to do with the offensive line, which, again, I'm sure Bobby Johnson and the rest of the Bills coaching staff already has an idea of what they want to do there, uh, I think they need to add that you know, big wide receiver probably in the draft with a deep draft class and two – You know, mid to high priced free agents already on the roster. Uh, The draft makes the most sense for them with that, either in the first or second round. And then adding a running back either in free agency or in the draft that can be a complementary piece to Devin Singletary. You can take every excuse away from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense, even Brian Dable. You can take every excuse away from all those guys and, and then figure out what you've got on offense in 2020. That doesn't mean they don't need to address the defensive side of the ball. They need another starting caliber cornerback to replace Kevin Johnson, who's a free agent. They need another three-tech defensive tackle to replace uh, Jordan Phillips, who I think is going to leave in free agency. They need somebody to replace Lorenzo Alexander at linebacker. They just they have needs on defense as well but i think the ultimate focus should be on josh allen the offense and making sure we can say without a doubt that we gave josh allen every opportunity to develop into the guy so that at the end of 2020 we can say yes he is or no he isn't and and really go from there so where should the bills focus this offseason they should focus on eliminating the question marks on offense now let's head over to the phone line at 716-508-0405
2: Hey, this is uh, David Summers, a uh, Bills fans out in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, where uh, the team had a game that was theirs to lose and did so. <laughs> My second favorite team after the Bills. The question I've got for the about the Bills is that there's a lot of talk about adding a wide receiver who can do uh, contested catches and that sort of thing. But does that have to be the wide receiver position? I mean, Uh, tight ends come big and you'd think there'd be a lot of good contested catch uh, tight ends out there. Um, Though I guess even if we did add a contested catch tight end uh, we'd still want to improve wide receiver three up closer to wide receiver one and two. Uh, Thanks and I look forward to hearing your answer.
1: Hey David and thanks for calling in from out in uh, on the West Coast. Uh, The the question you're asking really comes down to uh, play philosophy, and you really saw that with the New England Patriots when Brian Dable was with them on their offensive staff, and, and Rob Gronkowski was their quote-unquote number one receiver, their contested catch guy. You know, like you mentioned, you can have a tight end that is that for you if you have a dynamic tight end. I don't necessarily think the Bills have that kind of, you know superstar player on their roster right now. And even if they signed Greg Olson, they probably wouldn't have that. Maybe Greg Olson of 10 years ago, but not anymore. Uh, Dawson Knox isn't really that kind of a dynamic tight end but either of those players could be considered you know, a solid tight end option. Uh, so I think you really need to have that kind of game breaker type, and you could probably list them, the guys from the last 10 years, you know, relatively short list. You're talking about maybe Jimmy Graham at one point, uh, Rob Gronkowski, uh, maybe Aaron Hernandez back in the day, but I don't know how many other people that you're gonna put into that conversation of, the number one receiver on your team, contested catch ball kind of guy. Um, just because they don't stretch the field well enough to to be considered that kind of threat, uh, the, the Bills can have Dawson Knox underneath and a guy, you know, pushing the field down the seam for the contested catch balls, those jump balls especially because you're talking about jump balls not necessarily like boxing out and that was one of the things that Rob Gronkowski did so well to the Bills for so many years if they put a linebacker on him he outran him if they put a safety on him he would just use his body and box him out so he would have the ball and nobody else could so if that's the kind of contested ball you're you're talking about then yeah i mean the Bills could have someone like that underneath box out guy in Dawson Knox but i don't think they have a guy that's going to you know run up the seam and beat a strong safety to a pass that's just chucked up into the middle of the field uh, in center field. So uh, it's a great question, and I like where your head's at, though those type of players are particularly rare in the NFL. Thanks for calling in to our phone line at 716-508-0405. Let's head over to Twitter for our next question, at Q and a Grant Turner asks us, what's the ideal move for the Lorenzo Alexander replacement? And please be realistic. Another really good and really specific question uh, coming to us this week. Uh, Well, Grant, I think that Alexander served many roles on the Buffalo Bills. I think part of his replacement is going to be just them keeping a guy on special teams that maybe they would have cut in the past, maybe a reserve linebacker, or something like that to play his special team snaps. I know that's probably not what you're asking about, but that's where I'm going to start is it's going to take probably two guys or maybe three guys to replace what Lorenzo Alexander brought to the table for the Bills. As far as his snaps on defense, they probably are going to bring in another linebacker that could be, like say, a fourth-round guy or a fifth-round guy in the uh, NFL draft this year. It could be Voshan Joseph, who was on injured reserve all of last year for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe they like him enough for that role, or maybe they bring in another guy to compete with him. Uh, as far as his like defensive line stuff that he was doing, I actually think Shaq Lawson is a really good replacement for him there because he has some... Uh, flexibility at defensive end, can kick inside the defensive tackle, kind of like Lorenzo Alexander was doing. So if the Bills could re-sign Shaq Lawson, which is again very doable, uh, they could have him as a pass rusher, but then also increase his snaps, getting Trent Murphy, Shaq Lawson and Jerry Hughes on the field, even getting another rookie onto the field instead of say trent murphy uh, to get more of a pass rush on certain passing downs by putting shaq lawson in at defensive tackle which is where lorenzo alexander did play on some passing downs so i think there's a a a big shift on what they could actually do there Um, again what i want them to see re-sign shaq lawson to play that hybrid defensive line role that alexander played draft say a mid-round pick or sign one of those smart heady veterans to play linebacker up uh, just a few snaps. You know, you're not on the field as much as Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, but you're on the field a little bit linebacker for sure, keeping another guy for special teams. Those could be the same player. Your, you know, third linebacker who plays 25% of your snaps or 20% of your snaps at linebacker, who could also be on the special teams units. There is a leadership piece I wanted to talk about briefly as well, with Lorenzo Alexander leaving. And Alexander himself said that he's been Really building up Trey, Tremaine Edmonds and Tredavious White and some of the other players on defense, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, uh, to fill in those roles, to start to grow into those roles. Because if it just ends with Lorenzo Alexander, and he mentioned Kyle Williams as well, like if it just ends with those guys, then they weren't very good leaders to begin with. So t- teaching those younger guys and bringing up those younger guys to be the future leaders of the team was something that he was investing in while he was here, and he talked about that on his kind of victory lap tour after the season. So look for that this offseason and into the next season too. Thanks for your question. going over to instagram where lanza 585 asks buffalo rumblings how do we convince elite free agents to come to buffalo besides offering them excessive amounts of money well there's a bunch of different answers to this question but ultimately it's probably going to come down to the money if A free agent has two similar offers on the table it might come down to other things but for the most part it comes down to which team is willing to pay more um, and in some cases considerably more Uh, for the bills they should sell their culture uh, with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean it comes from the top down they're very secure you know there's not gonna be roster turnover or turmoil in the next several years so they can just have you know stability, and uh, some players who have played for maybe three different head coaches in four years might understand that coming from from certain teams in the NFL. The Bills are an up and coming team. They've made the playoffs twice in the last three seasons, um, again under McDermott and Bean. So you can make that argument to teams to players as well to sign with the Bills, um, especially if they're on defense. You can show off the you know, great defensive coaching with Leslie Frazier on down, and how. You know, the Bills have performed really, really well on defense over the last several years. And just because you're in a small market like Buffalo doesn't mean you can't be named All-Pro like Tredavious White. Can't make the Pro Bowl on Buffalo's defense. Of course you can, because people have been doing it. If you're coming in to look at the offense, You can show them the progression Josh Allen made from his first season to his second season and project out to a third season, Um, as well as just talking about the key pieces that are on offense that you won't be the focal point of the offense. Probably there's other guys that can take the heat off of you, uh, but there's also a chance for you to really be explosive and put up a ton of numbers. So there's a lot of ways that you can look at it there are negative ways too you know New York state has the high one of the highest income taxes in the NFL and of course the Bills play in New York state Josh Allen still is very inconsistent they still have some major question marks around the team including like you know a long losing streak buffalo isn't the sexiest town for an NFL free agent especially coming from the airport and going to orchard park not necessarily the Um, most scenic of of trips but there's there's also great things working for buffalo in trying to recruit free agents and some of it's just the up-and-coming talent trey white going down to the pro bowl and talking to players and saying hey come up to buffalo where you know we're building this great awesome thing so i I think that's just a big part of it is the word of mouth among players and agents Uh, but there is negative ones there too i mean if you go to the pro bowl and the athletic runs a poll and says where do you not want to sign as a free agent and buffalo comes in first by a long shot there's definitely hurdles to overcome in recruiting free agents so thanks for your question on instagram lonza 585 we'll do our best to get guys here let's head over to BuffaloRumblings.com, over to the comments section on our QA podcast, uh, Mon Sherry asks us, hindsight being 2020, do you think the Bills should have picked uh, Metcalf instead of Ford in the second round in 2019? I like Ford's pick when his card was called, but Metcalf clearly had higher upside, and I would have been equally happy with the pick at the time. I don't typically play the hindsight game because there's lots of hindsight games to play. Uh, Metcalf fell because of his poor athletic testing at the combine of course the seahawks have game planned for him to avoid that he's not running routes like cole beasley underneath trying to gain separation he's running routes straight up the field um, and making just one cut and using his speed and his size and his strength to get open so it's it's just a different skill set if the bills had game planned with uh dk metcalf's skill set could they have come up with plays for him to be similarly successful to the seahawks yeah probably but i don't know if they would have and josh allen didn't always throw those contested balls early in the season he did start doing that as the season went on and i mean maybe dk metcalf is the guy we want on our team right now um, yeah you know, it depends on what they want to do with cody ford you know if they, if they wanted cody ford a year ago when they drafted him to be the right tackle for the next decade and they look at him now and they see him at guard yeah they're probably you know, wish they could have that back, depending on where they saw DK Metcalf fitting in. But if Ford ends up as an All-Pro guard or you know a Pro Bowl guard for the next decade, I think we'll be pretty happy with the outcome of that, even if DK Metcalf does play really well down the stretch. And the Bills, to their credit, had already added two wide receivers in free agency before the 2019 NFL draft. And so, Are you going to go into the season with a completely revamped offensive line, a completely revamped tight end core, a completely revamped wide receiver core? I don't know if he would have adjusted as DK Metcalf would have adjusted as well in the Bills' brand-new look offense as all of those moving pieces were trying to come into place. I don't know if he would have had the same learning curve as he did in Seattle being surrounded by so many veterans and so much consistency. So thanks for your question over at buffalorumblings.com on Sherry. Uh, and he responded to one of our Buffalo Rumblings Q&A podcast show notes. Over to our email inbox where Pat Dameron emailed us at buffalorumblings at SBNation.com to ask about the running back position. With the rise of our old nemesis, Kenyon Drake in Arizona, I heard some national media speculating that David Johnson is expendable. Do you think he would be a potential short-term tandem mate with Motor Singletary? The underperforming star on a short-term prove-it deal sounds exactly like the kind of move this regime would make. Regardless of his fit on the Buffalo Bills, it's very, very unlikely that the Bills would be able to actually get David Johnson. Uh, Right now, if you look at his contract, it would actually cost... The cardinals more money on their salary cap in 2020 to have him off the roster than it would have him on the roster unless they traded him so if the cardinals released him it would incur a two million dollar cap penalty in addition to his 16 million dollar cap right now because so much of his 2020 salary is already guaranteed and he signed a pretty hefty signing bonus uh in, earlier in his contract so there's just no way the cardinals are going to release david johnson the bills would have to trade something for him, and then eat his huge base salary in 2020, which is $10.2 million. So I just don't see any way the Bills are making that deal. Um, they don't need a $10.2 million running back. They don't need to trade an asset to get that $10.2 million running back, even if you're talking about one of those seventh round picks that they have this year. I just don't see why the Bills or the Cardinals, frankly, would make that trade. So thanks for your question, but I don't think it's happening. Back to Twitter, where Jimmy all the way asks us, I get the feeling Brandon Bean will upgrade the offensive line talent. Who do you see the Bills signing in free agency? Well, thanks for the question to the at Rumblings Q&A Twitter feed, Jimmy. We've done articles on free agent right tackles. Uh, we've done articles on free agent guards that the Bills could possibly sign uh, when we were looking at both Ty and uh, Cody Ford, and uh, Quentin Spain. So we have free agent articles available, and I'll link to them in the show notes. Um, but I don't really think the Bills are going to add a free agent at any of those positions unless you're talking about a swing tackle in the mold of Adrian Waddle, uh, who was on injured reserve this year for the Bills. If they keep Cody Ford at right tackle and then they will need a guard uh, – to bring in either as a free agent or as a draft pick. And they could sign a low price guard to compete with say Spencer Long, who's already on the roster and the bills just need to pick up his team option of $4 million. So it's not exactly going out in free agency. So they could just plug in long and go there at guard. If they move Cody Ford inside, they have even less of a reason to sign a free agent guard. So they'll definitely be on the lookout for that swing tackle type. And I would love to, for them to just bring back Adrian Waddle and have him sign up for what he signed up to do last offseason, be the team's uh, third tackle, be the depth swing option at the tackle position. Thanks for your question at Rumblings Q&A on Twitter. this week's show once again you can leave your voicemails for next week's episode at 716-508-0405 you can tweet us using rumblings q and a that's with the word and spelled out on twitter facebook messages instagram messages buffalo rumblings at sb is our email address we hit almost all of those this week so send us a question however you want to you can go and leave comments at the comment section at buffalo rumblings.com specifically on our show notes that publish every tuesday we look forward to continuing to cover free agency. We've got the NFL Combine coming up real soon, so we've got lots of content still coming for Buffalo Rumblings and Buffalo Rumblings HQ.